When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is March 10th, 2021. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. The Wednesday Night War podcast for how much longer? Who knows? But we got NXT. We got AEW. It is March 10th. Uh, a whole lot of stuff was anticipated for tonight. An explanation, some big announcements, a lot of title matches. There was a lot going on tonight. Robert, heading into this, what were you most looking forward to, either out of curiosity or anticipation? I was most looking forward to Christian Cage. I did not expect the references to dry humping in 69. <laughs> Alex, uh, I think the thing that I was most anticipating was how will they explain this away? As mm-hmm. it turns out, it's like one of those rare instances where every fan theory on the internet ended up becoming true. But uh, what about you? Um, I mean, I was like, okay, so who's when? When are we going to get to see Eddie Kingston talking into a camera, yeah, uh, and and making making all of the problems go away, and and he did, uh, for me at least. Uh, so it, it, that that was um, the thing I was actually looking forward to about AEW in particular the least. The inner circle discussion turned out to be birth one of the great angles in that show's and company's history and i can't wait to talk about it oh there's there's a lot of good stuff on tonight's show there's a lot of stuff that has me frustrated might upset some fans tonight but i don't care what we're here to do we're here to talk about some wrestling let's get started with dynamite and uh boy did dynamite get started with something uh, Bryant, he says, Matt Jackson may be one of the most underrated wrestlers today. Everybody talks about Nick and doesn't give Matt enough credit. I think Matt's one of the best sellers in wrestling today, too. This match with Ray Phoenix was amazing. They're setting up the future tag team match. And Matt Jackson, it, it is like him raising his hand and saying, oh, hey, I can go, too. I can make this match really great. You know, all this dope shit that Ray Phoenix is about to do. I'm going to help him do all that. Robert, this was an unbelievable way to open the show. It's weird to me that Cody Rhodes has always been so comfortable putting over Nick and acting like they're not 1A and 1B. Matt Jackson can go. He looked phenomenal in this match. Ray Phoenix is the best all-around performer in the world. I think he was voted the best performer in Mexico, even though he performs in the United States. That's something, (laughs) okay? But I mean... Phoenix is very good. Jackson might be even better because he can sell. And he's the better young buck, in my opinion. 
And this match was amazing. And even better, it counter-programmed a promo, which oh. is like, wow, that's the way these two shows should operate. And, and yeah, I mean, it was a big promo, too. It was a big, momentous promo. I should remind you guys, please leave us a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. And if you want your question or statement read on the air, if you want to yell at me, which some of you uh, who watch NXT are going to want to do tonight, uh, donate that super chat. I have an interview with Ashley Vox up, and considering uh, considering an announcement tonight, I'll save that plug for later. But on FightfulSelect.com tonight, I had what went down with the AEW explosion. If you want to know, uh, call 1-900-909-9900 and then subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, preferably the latter because the first one will just uh, do nothing. This match was just, it was, it was awesome. I, I like that. Almost everybody in AEW, Alex, has a tag team. It makes you feel like, oh, well, whenever they they do a tag team thing like Pac is doing now, it's not a demotion. It, it matters. It's special. It Everybody's just got a team. People like each other there, so they're willing to help one another. It's It feels like there's more synergy within kayfabe, right? Uh, yeah. Taking a page out of uh, the media that my, that my four-year-old daughter consumes, friendship is magic, Sean. Yes. Friendship is magic. It's, it's, it's magical to have friends. And that's what apparently doesn't exist on the other company where friendship, yeah, we'll, we'll break everybody up. We're going to split you guys apart, whatever. We'll turn on each other. No, here... This is all about having a best friend that you can go and do things with. Last week, during that awesome little squash sprint that Pac and Phoenix had, I was like, um, can we get these guys versus the Young Bucks? And it turns out, yeah, we can. And I can't wait. <laughs> uh, people saying, how do I get a colored name on here? You can either be a mod or you hit the join button and there's there's options there. One of the things I really loved about this match was that there was the Canadian Destroyer, and like when Ray Phoenix rolled out of the ring, you could almost hear the adoration in JR's voice. Like he doesn't follow shit. He doesn't know what's going on ever. But when he puts something over, you know that somebody did something very, very right. Because it just pains that man to put something over. And he talks about how Ray Phoenix wisely rolled out of the ring. Matt Jackson spams it and does another one. I like that. That's not something you you really see a lot in wrestling. He does one outside. And, and Excalibur explaining, like, I think Ray Phoenix was out until Pat came over there and just slammed the mat next to his head. Like, that might have woke him up. I thought that was a, a brilliant explanation. Like, little things like that. Like, I want Tully Blanchard carrying around smelling salts in his pocket for when his boys get knocked out in the future. But, I didn't see that uh, happening. I could do. I mean, it's it seems uh, in character for him, but loved this opening match. Can't say enough good things about it. And that leads to Cody Rhodes dominating, uh, affectionately we'll refer to as a jobber. Crush him quick. This is good. This is how squash matches should be on AEW. I don't, I don't need any 50-50, Robert. Two weeks in a row, Sean. Yes. Two weeks of great effective squash matches i i think it was uh matt cardona who might have said it to you that he doesn't like the term jobber but yeah uh, i think this is perfect i think people are here for that and it's cody rhodes so what are you really losing by losing to cody rhodes and to, then we to get me it's like segment. the term 
to me, when I use the term jobber, it's it's not with malice. It's almost with parody. Like I would never call somebody a mark seriously. And like I call my wife a mark all the time. Like when she when she pops for like some TV show she's watching and, and the outcome was obvious. I'm like, Mark. Like something like that. Like, but I understand that there are a whole lot of people like Matt Cardona who were inappropriately cast with that in a derogatory manner. Yeah. But either way, this was fantastic. Cody wins. He taps the guy out. And I think it was, what, less than a minute, maybe a minute and a half. And it should have been. And the thing I like is this fellow looked imposing. He wasn't like some schlub. Like, he was a big dude. And then something that Denise Salcedo said today on the Listening Girl. Make sure you check it out, guys. She filled in for Jimmy Van. Did a great job. We talked about characters who who their charisma transcends language barriers. And I think Pentagon showed he's one of those. Now, the stuff that they're doing with Alex Abrahantes right here is going to evolve, and it's going to get better and more refined. And Alex has been getting his reps in on uh, being the elite with speaking Spanglish from, from a character and performer standpoint. This is another good one. We saw some of it with Maki Ito later on, and this is a categorically different approach, Alex, than what wwe does with so much of their foreign talent we've seen them do it more over the last few years but significantly more than what they do yeah um i'm in the the midst of a uh a lucha underground rewatch i'm right in the middle of season one which is just the sweet spot uh it gets even better through season two but penta is a god on that show and a lot of it is that it's so it's it's heavily edited and they can they they put they tighten everything up so all of his best stuff is what you see and, and no filler. Yeah. But he cuts great promos that are subtitled. And so it because the entire crowd speaks Spanish, they know everything that's going on. So they react as though so you're watching him do that, and it's a kind of a cool thing. You can tell all the charisma that he has in those promos, even if without the subtitles, uh I, I might be a little lost, but like giving those and like even without the subtitles, you can tell that charisma he's had from day one. Robert, the way that Cody ran towards Pentagon before the sentence even got out of Abrahantes' mouth about his his daughter, uh, and Brian says that he conveyed the smugness of Penta, he really did. He really helped with this. And I'm telling you, a year ago when I would see Abrahantes on the sc- on screen, I was like, man, he needs some work. He's doing real good now. Those reps on BTE paid off. I thought this played out really well. It must be something real good in that Kool-Aid, man, because <laughs> this guy was good. He is definitely a heel manager, or at least he has those vibes. I got a little bit of Runjan Singh from him just because he kept saying, Pentagon says, and I just yes. kept flashing back. <laughs> but Cody versus Penta. I think Cody has been severely downplayed in this promotion for a while, and this could be the feud that gets him back up to a spot that he could be. Now, before somebody in the comments goes off and says, yeah, last week you wrestled Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, but he wasn't the focus of that, and hopefully now he can be the focus. He's three and four on AEW pay-per-view, and like the people he's beaten are Dustin, Sean Spears, and Lance Archer. Like he's 
He's been getting other people over. Now, I don't know if they should have backed him into the corner or backed himself into the corner of not competing for the world title because I do have some issues with the world title scene. But let's get into it because what was the most criticized finish of a pay-per-view since, gosh, I, I would I think this was more criticized than The Fiend and Goldberg even because that one was in the middle of the afternoon and a bunch of people weren't watching it but not more than Rollins and the fiend like but it's by far the most criticized finish of a pay-per-view in a year and i feel like Moxley and Kingston were able to take this and not turn it into a positive but they they made some uh lower level deli chicken salad out of chicken shit this isn't like premium stuff or anything but it's it's some good Ballard's chicken salad, I guess. If you're if you're really desperate, you'll eat it. Uh, Eddie Kingston says virtually what 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 almost everybody said. Like he he got anxious, he passed out, he's embarrassed. He said, "If you if you want to make fun of me, whatever." The fact that he carries so much credibility that he's able to say that, and a significant portion of the audience is like, eh, "Okay," that that says a lot. And as we were saying, Robert. They got very lucky that it was Eddie Kingston and not somebody else doing that, right? They got very lucky that it was Eddie Kingston. But here's where I say I ultimately don't like this because when has Eddie Kingston won a big match? How is he back in this title picture? It's very strange. Yes, he can cut a promo to save himself the whole time, but it's not. It seems as though Eddie Kingston is just there because he can cut a promo, and that's very WWE. It is, and uh, there's a whole lot of super chats about this. Evan Wright says, need Mox, Eddie, and Callahan doing promos together. Not out of the realm of possibility these days. That much, uh, I'll tell you. I I don't like Eddie Kingston being right back in. I don't know if he'll be in the world title picture. I don't know if he'll be in a world title match, but he's lost two of them, so I don't need to see any more. John Moxley's lost two of them, so I don't need to see any more. Um, Kenny Omega and Don Callis come out, and I'm going to kind of group all these super chats together. And they allude, like, uh, maybe maybe it was our fault. Maybe it wasn't. They wouldn't take full credit for it, but they said that they were very happy with how it turned out because even more than somebody exploding, they got to piss off a bunch of people instead of just one or two. And they constantly clowned Moxley and Eddie. (laughs) Talked about them dry humping each other. They did a fake countdown. And, uh, well, Ryan B. Jam says, 69 me, Don! And they brought up up Impact Wrestling. Mox and Kingston brought up Impact Wrestling paying for the bomb, which they were arguing. They're like, were they trolling or did Impact build the bomb? I, I I thought that they did as good as they could with this, Robert. They they addressed it while leaning into the parody of the situation just enough. I don't like that it happened. There's but but at least they're they're gonna do what they can to fix it. Yeah, I thought the the impact pay for the bomb line was great. It was almost better than anything else they could have said because it makes it seem like Ah, yeah, you work for that company. That's, you know, they suck. They're, you know, famous for bouncing checks and not paying talent and all that. Now, the 69 Don was funny. Don covering Omega like Eddie Kingston did, and then Omega 
putting Don in the position to make what he said accurate was even funnier. He called and for the north-south position. He, he called did. for he the north-south position. It's just fantastic. He did. Now, I had people tweeting me, and they were, like, outraged. Why would Impact put up with this? Why are they bearing Impact all the time? They're enemies on the show. <laughs> Within the context of AEW and Impact on screen, they hate one another. And people, I had somebody that had the balls to say, well, I can't believe Impact would just be okay with them burying Impact on on TNT. And I'm like, AEW buries Impact on Access. It's a part of the show yeah. every week. One of the most entertaining parts. And in uh, return, by the way, they're getting Kenny Omega in the main event of their April pay-per-view yes. for their world championship. So and, I think they're okay. And and it's, there's a very good possibility that they could, if they wanted to, build an Eddie and Mox versus the Good Brothers match on that same pay-per-view yep. if they wanted to because of the brawl that happened during this segment. Josh Cardenas says Mox and Kingston for the M- Impact Tag Titles. Uh, we also hear Chris Rain say, uh, I could watch a whole show of Mox and Eddie Kingston. There's a uh, DGMC says Mox and Eddie Kingston are better than Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I I like but one thing I loved was Mox added so much to that promo with him and Kingston. Mox, I'm like, well, you could have come out a little sooner anyway. I was getting my ass kicked for like 18 minutes. What were you doing? I got to get my Timberlands looking perfectly. Well, you owe me, man. It's, it's my fashion. It's 1998 forever in my head, pal. Like, I love these guys together. They're a buddy cop m- movie that I yes. need to see. I would much rather see them go after a set of tag team titles sure, than the not? world titles. So Christian Cage comes out. And I think this does not do great things for the perceptions in which many detractors hold towards AD- AEW. Uh, Bryant, he says, 69 me Don. Dante V says, if you want a 69, you're Don. <laughs> Valab says, 69 me Don. <laughs> like, uh, it's a very popular line. Um, It'll be on a shirt by tomorrow. It will be. I, I think that there is just a lot of not great applied to this. Uh, Brody Lee, rests his soul was thrust into a world title program immediately upon coming over. Chris Jericho was a WWE guy. He was given the title immediately. John Moxley was a former WWE guy thrust into WWE title spot. Jake Hager, w, or he, he got a world title shot. I don't know if 40-something-year-old Christian Cage, not, not doing a singles match in years going at it with the world champion is the the right way to go about this, Robert. Okay. I, I hear that. And I understand that there, there is a flip side to this. AEW. I think we're long past at being the, Oh my God, they're the sports based alternative. And they're this young promotion. Even the fresh guys in AEW are 35 and older in some cases. Christian is going to get this match with Omega on TV. It'll likely be on the Wednesday before Edge challenges Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship. And I think they're right to do that just because it fits. Get this match in while Christian hot and then have him put over Sean Spears later on because you know stuff like that is coming. <laughs> right now, Christian Cage, who hasn't wrestled a singles match in almost a decade, deserves this spot but yes they can't do this forever 
I mean, I feel like th- this deep into it, it feels like it has been forever that they've been doing it. It's like, here's your chance to kind of switch it up. Um, I-, I think there's some some alternates that they can play with here. Like, I mean, Christian's got a long history in impact. Zach Barber says Christian's not winning the title. I didn't say he was. I didn't say he was, but what are look at the optics here. And I love Christian Cage. You're talking to the guy that's been posting goddamn Christian Biggie screenshots for two months now. Like, I just think that in in a company where you work to deserve it, that should be a thing that Kenny Omega says. No, deserve it. Go earn it. You don't just get it by showing up here and signing a deal. You got to earn it. And I think that's what should happen within the context of the show. Ryan says... Uh, I'm into a Christian Omega food, uh, Omega feud, but I feel it's a bit too soon for it. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen, and AEW is usually pretty good about building something like this. Also, there's a good chance Kenny Omega is going to have an Impact Championship come April too. So there, there's a lot to play off of here, and we'll see. I'm, I'm just talking about how the optics are as of now, guys, because here's this little secret. We react to these shows as they happen <laughs> and anticipate things. <laughs> oh, man. Super sick Bud Ryan says, I think Ray Phoenix could have a five-star match with Thin Air. Penta is the smoothest guy on the planet. I wish Cody versus Penta could have a full house. So much charisma. I like that they're they're splitting those, those off a little bit, Alex. You're, you're watching the Lucha Underground thing, and I'm, I'm sure that that harkens back some good memories. Yeah, yeah it really does. Um I'm just, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what AEW comes out of this because they have th- this this whole thing that that they are in this the forbidden door is so wide open now that you have this we're unifying the two big titles in in Impact and then Omega's challenging for it with a title for title match like there's there's so much on the horizon with with, with AEW and and NXT for me we'll talk about it later is who boy uh Jay Blood says the genius of Mox, Eddie Callis, and Kenny Retcon that botch finish into an essential plot point into the story they're telling. I thought they did as best they could, Alex. How, how are you feeling about that after all this? Well, listen, in, in in the moment, I felt so bad for Eddie Kingston. I felt so, as a performer, because sometimes when you're doing live theater and something doesn't doesn't work right, a prop isn't there, the lights go out at the wrong moments, all this kind of stuff, you just gotta roll with it. And he heard what he heard while he couldn't see what we saw. So he reacted the way he was told to react. And I wish that somebody had run down there and said, Eddie, Eddie, wake up. It's okay. It was a total dud. You got it. You got it. You can't do this right now. But nobody did. And they let him sit there for like three minutes, something like he was dead. And I mean, at that point, I felt so bad for him, but I knew Eddie Kingston was going to come out of it. Okay. And he did. Um, And, and, and Mox, I mean, and, and Kenny Omega, being the guy who built the ring but couldn't do it for shit. Like, I think that that all works well. And honestly, I feel like we could move on. Like, yeah. we could, like, after tonight, they did enough to, like, put that in the rearview mirror. We're always going to remember that ridiculousness sure. that happened on Sunday. But I feel like now the context of it, we can move on beyond it. To Let me, me follow I- that up and say, I want them to move on from it. I don't want them to do the Nia Jax, my whole thing, where they beat it into the ground. Because they referenced it a few times this week already with Impact and on this show. 
move on from it here or you risk burning it to the ground. I agree. I agree. Here, here's the way that I look at it. It's something unintentional that was terrible and they did their best to make it good. How many intentional terrible storylines have we seen that never get followed up on? The effort is never made to fix something that was scripted and was yep. dog shit. So if something unintentionally dog shit happens and they do their best to fix it, I, I'm I'm more more ready to give them a little bit of credit for that. Evan Wright says Christian versus Tanahashi, give it to me, cowards. Oh my gosh. Please. I would love that. There's there's a that'd be very whole, good. There's a whole host of dream matches for Christian uh across the world right now. Well, um, I can't imagine this was a dream debut for Ethan Page on AEW Dynamite, at least in the States. I would imagine that AEW is going to do something about this and probably put it on YouTube or something. But we got like TNT audio messed up. Now, those of you overseas or in Canada did not get this. Uh, we got a super chat <laughs> with from FH saying, I guess Kenny was in charge of the audio tonight. Uh, but it was like, an NBA game audio over this, and I felt so bad. Ethan Page hasn't wrestled on TV in four months at, before this weekend. Cut a promo, had an impressive match against Lee Johnson. I love that he's doing the border toss, the the bad luck fall. Uh, Robert, these audio issues suck pretty bad. Yeah, not great. Uh, I don't know to, why. To clarify, TNT issue, not an AEW issue. Yeah, and it's it really sucks for Ethan, but... He'll bounce back. It was night one. And he got the win. And they're still doing this thing with QT Marshall, who's upset about something. And I still don't know what it is. It was, by the way, it was the game on uh, NBA TV. The Ethan Page match is already up on YouTube. Uh, Tony Khan immediately tweeted it was up on YouTube. Hope TNT issues a public apology to these guys. I'm going to watch that, and then I'll talk about it at another time to, to fairly more fairly do it. But I just want to say one thing about this, <laughs> about uh, Ethan Page using the, the bad luck fall. When I, I, It just so happened that two days before he debuted, I dropped making a finisher, bad luck fall and the bad luck fall. And I said, hey, did you ever have trouble getting anybody up? And of all people, 6'4". 380 bad luck Fale said, Yeah, Lance Archer. I always had him go up to the second rope to do it. Uh, Ethan Page just hoisted him up and heaved him. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, I'm really glad to see him here. I've been saying for a while he's TV ready, and he is TV ready. So happy to see this. Um, um, I want to just correct it because somebody in the comments said QT is pissed because. Lee left him out of his, I'd like to thank my coach's speech. That makes sense. That's Mm -hmm. okay. That's better. Now I understand why he wanted to slap Dustin and just leave the nightmare family. That works. So I'm a little more on board with this now. And Tony Khan said in the post-show scrum, he he put over Ethan Page big. He's like, oh, we've been light on the heel side. We're not going to be light on the heel side now. He's going to be with us for a very, very long time. Kentucky 210 said if Lee Johnson heard the crowd chance defense, he might have won. Defense! Defense! They gotta they gotta make that a thing now. Yeah. They gotta yeah. have their ringside people yeah. when somebody is in a, a rest hold start chanting defense. Ethan Page, his gimmick, because he should he should bring 
an NBA organ. Like the dun 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 dun. Oh god! You should have one at ringside every time. You should insist on it. Oh, amazing, amazing. Uh, Evan Wright says, "Hope TNT issues a public apology to these guys." That ain't happening, my friend. Nope. They'll issue a private apology to Tony, and that's about it. Ryan B. Jam says, "I thought he was using the razor's edge, not the bad luck fall. The bad luck fall." Uh, and the border toss is a razor's edge, but it's not, you don't hold on to them all the way down. You just launch them in the air. And yeah, there you go. Uh, Sting <laughs> came out and didn't say a lot, but Lance Archer wants to fight him. Now, what I want to see here, Robert, is Sting going to that, was it Murder Hawk Mountain or something, where Lance Archer just beat up a bunch oh, of jobbers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I want to see. I, I don't think we need to revisit either Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal in Halloween Havoc 92 or uh, The White Castle of Fear at Super Bowl 93. I think Sting and Jake, great rivalry in its time. This has to lead to Darby eventually putting the TNT title on Archer. Also, is... Is Tony Schiavone just interviewing Sting every week now? Like, is that just like a set segment? It's okay. They'll get interrupted and they'll just walk away. And we'll do it next week. Uh, I, I did like that. Sting's like, see you at the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked off. Oh, that was really good. I thought that was fun. Uh, Thunder Rosa, Karushita, <laughs> and Ryo Mizunami took on Britt Baker, Maki Ito, and uh, Nyla Rose. So Maki Ito comes out. <laughs> And for those of you who don't know, her gimmick is that she is not necessarily a great disgraced pop star, but she was kicked out of her, her pop group, and she legitimately was, but is really holding on to it. So she comes out and she does the performance while all hell breaks loose. Reba and Sheeta are outside, like, sword fighting. And I saw somebody say, that was like trying to get through 2020. And I loved it. <laughs> Now, because uh, somebody, some, there were people who beat people who rain on this parade. The microphone shots from Maki looked like dog shit. They were terrible. And I was like, she's going to have to lay that stuff in. Then she left a big goose egg on Thunder Rose's head. And I was like, oh, God, she's going to pay for that eventually. That's mm. coming back to her. Because when you get drop kicked by Thunder Rosa, you get drop kicked by Thunder Rosa. Um. Lots of good tag wrestling tonight for the women, Robert, across yeah. the two brands. Uh, Maki was the star here. The, that just was completely what this was. I think for anyone who's saying lay it in, I think she was supposed to kind of do that whole, oh, I'm not really hitting her because that's kind of her thing. That's just the world that she comes from. Now she's going to have to get a little better at that. And I think she will. Um, this This was a lot of fun. And more importantly, I guess we could just talk about it here. The women are main eventing next week. Yes. And it's it's Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, and they deserve this spot. In a lights out match. Yes. Like it's 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 the it's the AEW quintessential our main event. Like they, they don't do lights out matches on, on, on Raw or SmackDown. It's an AEW thing. The men have done it a couple of times. We are doing it for the women. In a main event slot, that's a major deal. I'm so excited. And Brit and Thunder, as you said, they absolutely deserve it. They they deserve it. Um, after this, 
Uh, I want to see them kind of have some separation after this. I'm ready for that feud to move on, but both of them are so valuable. This is and Tony Khan answered this question uh, on the scrum, and boy was he excited. He was almost like <laughs> it was <laughs> it was did it get heat or did it get buzz level? Like when, when he was talking, when somebody said, oh, Tony, you got a lot of heat about saying that Pac was landscape shifting. And he goes, did I get heat or did I get buzz? It was almost that levels of sassy. He was like, oh, I wish I could tell you when they're main eventing. They're main eventing so soon. And they are. He made good on the promise. And it, and it, and it happened like that. Uh, Maki Ito, she will get used to the uh, to wrestling in America. Producers are going to work with her. It's going to do a lot better. There were some spots where obviously there's some work needed, like her waiting around in the corner forever and making like I think it was uh, Thunder Rosa just kind of sit there. Well, Thunder Rosa dropped her on her head late in the match, so she good. They're all right. I touch squirrels says Maki Ito is a brat. It goes with her character. The thing I like is how you can tell how just overwhelmingly excited she is when i talked to her she was like i'm not that popular in japan so (laughs) all of it going the way that it does here it's one of those things like we see that a lot where somebody doesn't click in the states then they click over there and vice versa she's gonna click over here and um dante v says everyone explained the exploding ring botch very well but i want to know when they're signing maki I with and this isn't from her, it's not from Tony, it's not from anybody else. I would assume that based on her upside here compared to her relative popularity based on her tenure and experience over there, that she will be like, uh, let me get over to America because mm-hmm. it's gonna work out really great for me. Matt J. Hendricks. Oh gosh. Alex, did you see the BTE skit? I did not. Oh, it was amazing. Oh my god. It was amazing. Dark Order is backstage, and they're they're like down in the dumps. They're like Anna's out for like six to twelve months. It's so it's so sad. Oh, it's such a bummer. Nobody can replace Anna. And then Maki Ito walks to the door and says, "Surprise, motherfuckers!" <laughs> and they all just cheer, and they are immediately over Anna J. That is Maki. Right. Legitimately was voted out of her idol group. For not being popular enough, and won a contest early in life about having a weird shaped head. So her <laughs> getting a fandom in America, she's very much ready for this. And maybe I think we can get that stay. Jordan Devlin dream match. Then, <laughs> yes. Uh, can- <laughs> Jade wrestling next week in that main event. That should do two women's matches and women in the main event. AEW actually turning the card around. Oh my gosh. Uh, Ken Shearer said, that's two weeks in a row I've woken up by people yelling at the TV due to women's tag matches. What are they doing? Good stuff. And Chris Rain says, I'm so excited for Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker to main event next week. Perfect choices for this spot. Yes. And then what I want after that is Britt Baker to win the fucking AEW women's title. Yeah. When you were saying, yeah. let's 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 separate uh, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker after next week. I agree. We shouldn't see them on the same screen at the same time until one of them has the title. I don't know when that is, but that's that should be the next time we see it. Matt J. Hendricks says, Maki said she even wants to join the Dark Order. My Pan, man! Bitch. Pre- preaching to the choir! I did that interview! And she said, 
Why not? Pay me, bitch. <laughs> I love it. I just love it. Over the moon about this. And like I said, second TV match, I'm going to give her some slack here. Working in the U.S., a lot different than working in Japan. <sighs> we, we, we went long to AEW uh, already, but uh, Matt Hardy and Private Party cut a promo. He has added Butcher, Bunny, and The Blade to join his stable. This sucks. I'm going to just, yeah. what, what is wrong with these three guys? These poor guys, they come in, MJF's like, hey, you're my guys. Eddie Kingston's like, oh, I'll take you. We're family. Eddie Kingston's quickly left his family now that he's got his drinking buddy back. And now they're just the hired hitmen for Matt Hardy. I, I, um, they haven't fit great on the show. It's they, a shame. I mean, Hardy's great. This will end up being good for what it is, but this could be so much more. Yeah. It's, it's just that they have not found their, their spot in fitting here. And I mean, neither has, as bunny and, and somebody says, Oh, well they're, they're guns for hire. They're guns for hire. who get their asses whipped all the time. So you hire APA cause APA is former WCW world champion Ron Simmons and the guy that most, okay, eventual WWE champion Bradshaw. They're going to kick the shit out of people. They opted to stop wrestling in matches because they were like, well, we can get our downside and we can get beer. <laughs> like, difference here. Big difference here. I, I don't like, and, and what, like, whatever Jack Evans is, Jack Evans is doing like the same thing for, Matt Hardy and I'm okay with, but this wasn't great. It just wasn't great. Yeah, uh, it's like they they are mercs for hire, sure, but they've also lost to QT Marshall, who doesn't win much of anything else. It's it's a very big disconnect. Bob Wilkins says, "Are we sure that Khan likes Sting from Cage Departure?" Uh, I think there's going to be some really good cinematic stuff with Archer and Sting. And Archer, I thought, did great on his promo tonight, I am sitting here and I'm like, I'm good with Jake just standing there. Like Archer can talk. And I mean, I've interviewed him before I know, but, um, yes, I did catch your super chat about Brit stable. You said that it should be called the practice. I like That's that. Very good. That's yeah. very good. I love that. It's good. It's Zach. Good. Uh, sorry that I, I didn't answer that in a timely fashion, but yeah, I, I think that's badass. I think that's really, really good. Brian DeAmbra says, I really like Butcher and the Blade, but the way they describe their gimmick makes it to where this happens. They need to establish themselves. That's yeah, that's the thing. It's they they went from they they went from the Butcher and the Blade to like these two dudes who like own a craft brewery, but like they dress all in white because that's part of the the ambiance. To now they're Butcher and the Blade mm-hmm. again. I don't I don't. It's a weird deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scorpio Sky and Darby Allen. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Scorpio Sky wanted Darby to die <laughs> in this match. And it was good. It was really yeah. good. The German suplex into the corner. Uh, the the cutter off the slide outside. And that was amazing. I looked up to see that and I went like, what? Yeah, it was great. Scorpio Sky is so good. Um, so good. This is a guy who I first saw. He did a dance-off with Human Tornado to beat it in the middle of an indie show about 140p quality on YouTube in 2006. And this match was just killer. 
Darby Allen is one of my favorite wrestlers to watch because everything that he throws has intent. Like he's 170 pounds and every single one of those pounds hurt you. Like when I see him do a suicide dive, I'm like, okay, well, what I don't want to see is anybody else leaning out between the the two ropes, crossing their hands and going nudge. Like, I don't want to see any of that when Darby's doing this. This was awesome, Robert. And we see Scorpio Sky like showing a little bit of a a little smug look enough for you to write an article about it. Yeah. And he went for the TKO. He got rolled up in the old school, small package, decided to turn heel with a heel hook, which I I enjoy because it's punny. And he did the Bob Backlund. Oh my God. What have I done with his hands? He, unlike Ilya Dragunov on NXT UK, which I may be the only person who watches, actually is embracing his heel turn, and this is good. He's not with SCU anymore. Let's let's just run with this. He won the big Sonic the Hedgehog ring, and I guess this is what it was leading towards. Very good. I want to see Christopher Daniels and Kazarian backstage. Like, I don't want them to split up, split up. I just want to see them be like, hey, we've been there. We understand why you're frustrated. Do your thing. One of those. I would love to see something like that because they have been vile heels in the past. Mm-hmm. So I want them to address that and be like, listen, we've been there. Well, this this dude faked being a Bullet Club member for a month one time. We know sometimes you got to change things up. We did uh, Claire Lynch. They're bad guys. Oh, God. That would be a great. <laughs> Claire Lynch drove us to some crazy things. I would love to see that. Brian, more or less, says they uploaded the Ethan Page match to their channel. We, we mentioned that. Uh, I Touch Squirrel says, I was hoping they would put Butcher, Bunny, Blade together with Bear Country and call them the Buffalo Soldiers or something with Buffalo, New York. That would be a team that perpetually lost, I think, for a while. So yeah. I don't know how, how good that would do. But, I mean, sometimes, sometimes you need stuff like that, I guess. Um, then the main event segment happened, and, oh, boy, was it good. Oh boy, was it good! You see, it, it's it's the whole meeting. The what was it called? The the war, the war council. council. Yeah. And MJF is about to kick kick Jericho out. Sammy Guevara shows up. He's like, Jericho, let me show you something. And it's video of MJF and the uh, Jake Hager, Santana, and Ortiz plotting against Jericho. And MJF is like, well, it's time. Now, my question is, guys, did Sammy know about all this or did he learn on the fly? <laughs> because he wasn't in that. He like he wasn't. It Was he in on the Jericho Ortiz Santana conversations or did he just happen upon that tonight? Well, they seem to say that, hey, you know, because Jericho flat out called MJF an idiot. Like we talk. So it's very clear that. They knew what was going on. Sammy was never excommunicated, and this was all a big swerve. And I liked the logic that was here, and then the logic that followed was even better. Yeah. So we get we get Inner Circle pretending to turn on Jericho, and then they turn on MJF. This was like swerve, 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 and it all made sense. Yes. All of it made sense. Bryant Heat says AEW is great tonight. MJF aligning with FTR and Spears was a great way of turning Inner Circle. Yes, Inner Circle have sort of built that 
Like they, they've got some people that, that you, you respect and admire in there, but the lights go on, lights go off. And I have said, Hey guys, don't do this with existing talent. Okay. They found an exception. It's Tully. It's FTR. It's Spears. It's Wardlow. We all wondered, Oh, who, who's the fourth horseman? Well, we got like six or seven of them now, Robert. <laughs> and it ends up being awesome. This was so damn good. So if you're going to compare it to the horseman, you obviously got MJF in the flare role. He's the leader. Arn and uh, Dax and Cash are the Arn and Tully. You got Wardlow back there being Lex Luger. And you got uh, old Barry Windham and Sean Spears. I very much like this. This is as good as it gets. I'll tell you what I didn't like. In the middle of all this, JR just going, Wardlow, they're right there. He, he's the money of this. And I'm like, man. Yeah, he was just determined to go, okay, fuck the other nine guys. Wardlow yeah. is the money here because one day we're going to be talking about his name first. The, 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 the context of what's going on, JR, do you not like, I, I understand you might be having that thought because you're like thinking globally because you're, you're like just not in the moment but we are all in the moment watching this like yes. this is a this is a huge moment for AEW we're going to look back on this night in this particular segment as the beginning of something massive i think for for everybody in this new heel segment and what, what i love about it also is not only do you have this amazing heel faction with as we said we have a leader the muscle the brawler tag team and then some crazy guy with a bleach blonde mohawk and i hope they do the, the whole like chairman thing with spears where he's just a loose cannon who will just f up anybody because he doesn't care anymore like that's who sean spears has become that say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The, all the arc is right there to be able to do. That's how I book it. But it's perfect because who is the first babyface stable they, they, they face? The inner circle. Who aren't really babyfaces except for a, a healier heel faction got over on them. Yes. So we're going to be rooting for them, but not really, which means Jericho can take losses. Hager can take losses. I want to see an honest to God, proud and powerful versus FTR feud. Like that, that could be great, but Sammy Guevara versus MJF and real matches, that'd be really good. But the heel faction can come out on top and really the inner circle hasn't lost anything. As long as you keep proud and powerful, pretty strong and Sammy pretty strong. Jericho can lose and lose and lose. He's bulletproof. He's, he's, he's the guy there. So no no losses that he's going to take are really going to hurt them. It's perfect. Resdog 92 says MJF and Sean Spears made a bet. They'd be in a super group. 
while heckling matches last year. It's true. Uh, I'm here for it. Zach Barber says the horsemen ride again. And Steve Corton says, I'm here for the inevitable FTR versus LAX match. Could be better than Young Bucks versus FTR match from last year. I just I just love tag team wrestling and I love the teams that they have set up. Oh my god. Evan Wright says, Do they do blood and guts or stadium stampede? Do we have blood and guts match? I think we'll get blood and guts. I think we're getting we're inching closer to that. Robert, what do you think? I think it, this has to be Blood and Guts. Stadium Stampede was cute. It's a cute one-off. I don't think we need it again. This is your War Games-like match. And we got robbed from seeing the Elite in a War Games match, getting the inner circle in with what may as well be the Horsemen, you know, is just as good. And I think that's the way you need to go here. Uh, we had another super chat. Evan Wright saying, MJF. And Spears betting circle looking good now. And Evan Wright says, inject Jurassic Express and Bear Country team directly into my veins. I want to see Bear Country and Luchasaurus be do big boy stuff with the Butcher, please. I've heard of a lot worse ideas than that. Um, lots of good stuff there. This show, um, quite frankly, I had a very empty feeling on on Sunday at the end of that show, sadly. And I left this one feeling fulfilled. Kind of like, oh, piss off, Alex. Piss off, Alex. What, what are we doing here? What, what are we doing here? Kinda, here's what, we'll do it like this. Kind of like magicspoon.com slash Fightful. <laughs> Growing up, cereal is one of the best parts of being a kid, but you have to give it up when you're older because you don't want stuff that's full of sugar and junk that you really shouldn't eat when you try to cut down on carbs and sugar, an unhealthy food. You realize you can't really eat much of anything. You drink protein shakes, which we love. You drink the powders and all that, but now you've got something to bridge the gap. You got something for breakfast. You got something for a snack, and it tastes great. Magicspoon.com slash fightful. Zero grams of sugar, 13 and 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I can't tell you how important it is to be soy-free when you're looking to get in shape as a male especially. And we got great news. Magic Spoon's releasing two new flavors this month for a limited time only. Cookies and cream and maple waffle? I go to Canada once a year. Maple waffle? Are you joking me? I am so excited for Maple Waffle. Or you can build your own box. They got all kinds of flavors. Fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cinnamon, cocoa. I like to mix the cocoa and the peanut butter together to make peanut butter cup. If you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. So get your Maple Waffle flavor, my friends. MagicSpoon.com slash Fightful. Grab that new limited edition cookies and cream, Maple Waffle, or a custom bundle. Try it today. Use our promo code FIGHTFUL at checkout to save $5 off your order. This is now good anywhere, U.S. or Canada. But only when you use our code at checkout. But please tweet them. Let them know you heard about them from us. It goes a long way when you all do that. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back to the 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. What do you have to lose? Thank you, Alex. You're welcome. You're a regular Vanna White, you know that? <laughs> you're, you're Vanna Whiter is yeah. what you are. That's true. 
You are the you are the whitest Vanna yep. in the history of Fightful. Mm. Oh, we do have a super chat uh, that carried over. Nerd Guru says, "Man, Lashley versus Reigns title unification match to face Kenny at Mania sounds swell. If we were built in, but we are built in the darkest timeline. Uh, I, yeah, I think Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega would be like the one of the biggest matches in American wrestling history." Uh, can we get Alex playing charades? He can do anything he wants on Fightful Select. I don't <laughs> <Sure>. care. <laughs> Taxel says Alex deserves a lemonade sponsorship now. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> Best Magic Spoon read. Not, you know, it's even better when we get super chats about our sponsors. Yeah. yeah. Ryan B. Jam says if Spears becomes a loose cannon type, I'd compare this new stable to the Heart Foundation instead of the mm. Four Horsemen. Also you know great. What? Sure. <laughs> very, very great. Uh, Nerdguru says, can't defend the NXT women's tag stuff. I'm not, but this has to be Vince's fault. NXT did the terrible booking, but Vince probably said no to the original titles. I'm going to try to find out, guys. Um, I don't like this. I hate this so much. Boy, did this frustrate me. This is raw light. So much of the booking tonight was raw light. The wrestling incredible the booking raw light distractions hot shotting putting titles around that don't need it by the way takeovers two nights great raw monday hall of fame tuesday nxt aew wednesday nxt thursday smackdown friday wrestlemania saturday wrestlemania sunday raw monday you're probably getting nxt moving to that following tuesday uh you got uh aew wednesday hot diggity darn uh, Mr. Robot says, of, of course you knew, Sean. Of course you and you hate it. Yeah, I hate stupid fucking booking, and that's what this is. <sighs> they announced they are bringing in NXT women's tag team titles, and they awarded them to Dakota and Raquel. That begs the question, Alex, wh- well, why didn't they just make the Dusty Classic for this? Now you might be able to say, well, they weren't ready yet. Well, plans change. Well, here's the thing. The way the plans unfolded sucked. Yeah. Ass. Badly. Yeah. yeah. Please send yeah. your super chats. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Alex. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, it, 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 especially if you're going to do it like this. I mean, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but especially if you're going to give these new women's tag titles to the people who won the Dusty Cup, but then lost their shot at the actual women's tag titles. You're going to give them to them. And then an hour later, you're going to book them to lose their first defense and then immediately switch one of those women over to a singles feud, thereby basically ending that tag team. The reason you establish the titles, right? you, you, you go singles immediately. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do all that, why not just have, bring out, the women's tag titles and and have Regal say, we are going to have these new women's tag titles, but we're not just going to give them out. The, 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 because the finals of the Dusty Cup was such a great match, we're going to have a rematch of that match tonight. And the winner of that match will be the new women's tag champs. And then you could have Ember and Shotzi win that match. And that way you don't have Dakota and Raquel be the, be the champs for one hour 
and then like have immediately have Raquel say, it doesn't matter if we were champs for five weeks, five months, or five minutes. We were still the first champs ever. And like, that's stupid. Like nobody would say that. You you would be yeah. like, I want a rematch. I want those titles back. But she doesn't want them back because she knows she's in a singles feud for the women's title, the singles title. It doesn't. Uh, Which God, I, I, I want to say, I love Io Shirai walking up to the top dog and sure. saying, I want you. That's that's the only good thing. Sure. Matt J. Hendricks says, WWE immediately ruined the NXT women's tag titles in less than an hour. Less than an hour. They don't mean anything now. They didn't mean anything in the first place. That's That's what they said. They said, here's your consolation prize when Dakota and Raquel should have won the tag team titles last week. And the aura of the NX of the women's tag titles through all the dog shit booking that WWE on Raw and SmackDown has put them through over the last few years is, well, sometimes they can show up on NXT and NXT has made a concentrated effort to establish tag teams. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, on Raw and SmackDown, it's well, we're, we got to get Bailey involved. We got to get Oscar involved. We got to get Becky involved. We always get at the world champion yeah. involved. I don't know what happened here. I, and here's the thing. I don't care if it was Vince McMahon saying something. No. I don't care if they didn't have the belts ready for the dusty because what happened was it sucked. Yeah. Um, the, the Great wrestling is, sucky booking. Yes. The, the thing that this actually opens up entirely is the whole reason you did this, Mr. Regal, apparently you had these belts made in the last week. You commissioned them, designed them, and had them made in the last week. Um, because Adam Pierce showed up and pulled rank on you and got got his own ref to come down there and, and count the three where he wasn't paying attention to know the legal woman wasn't 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 in the in the ring. Um, and so what it looks like, Regal, is that you don't trust the real WWE to have NXT's best interests at heart, which is why you had to go and make your own women's tag titles. Because you know you'll never that you'll never get the real women's tag type champs to come back and defend it again. So my question is this: considering all of that, how do you ever trust them again? Why do you have a yeah. good relationship with them? Why can they just come and poach your best talent from now on, considering what you've done? NXC should demand a trade. Every time they want to bring somebody up, somebody's gone from come from SmackDown or Raw back down to NXT. Because why are you just letting these people go? It's no longer developmental. You can't trust them to actually have any of your interests at heart. It's ridiculous. And, and you wonder why they're getting trounced to the point to where they yes. might have to move nights. They constantly remind you. Yeah, the the talent doesn't. The talent, Tommaso no. Ciampa, will say, "You move me to Raw, I'm gonna quit." Yeah, in an interview, you you see stuff like that, but they constantly remind you that this is not. It's booked like Raw, but it's not Raw. Res Dog says Wednesday Night Raw. Alex, get your prophecy fulfilled. Daniel says, "Why do I watch AEW? It makes sense more often." My baseline of will I enjoy this? can it just make sense? Because somebody can have a mediocre match off of that, and I'll be like, I don't care. I like wrestling. Who cares? This was dumb. Mm -hmm. They have, they established WWE Women's Tag Team titles because they had such an abundance of talent Mm -hmm. that they needed to create spots for four more people at any given time. The champs and challengers. And what they've done is just make it worse. Triple H had the balls 
to say on a media call less than one month ago. Uh, let me let me find his specific words, his exact words. He said, oh, I don't want to have just 38 titles for the sake of having 38 titles. I think he literally means 38 titles. We can, and have, that's we about can have 37. We can have 37. He said 38, so they're planning on having 37 yes. titles. Brandon Charles Powell says, I used to think when Hunter takes over, things will get better now. I'm not sure. Hard same right now. Hard yeah. same. I feel like this was done because they realized they're not getting the WWE women's tag titles and they want more spots for their women because they do have a decent women's roster. Now that's great. You know, here's where I get annoyed with all of this. And that's this is the third set of women's tag titles that we now have in wrestling that were created and then immediately started breaking away teams for these created championships. We saw Impact do this in January. We see WWE do this a long time ago. Look at that first chamber match. None of the teams are together now. It's If you're going to do the titles, keep the teams together. If you're not going to have them together, don't bother with the belt. That being said, the women's tag titles, they're just another main roster belt. They're less special now. This just seems like you're fulfilling the prophecy of, well, if we just give you more, you'll accept that this is good booking. It's why people wanted a woman's chamber with zero build to it and zero reason for it because they think just doing it is good enough and it's not. Right now in NXT, you have an NXT champion, a women's champion, a North American champion, tag champions, women's tag champions. Uh, a cruiserweight champion and a cruiserweight champion. <laughs> and that doesn't even count the stuff in NXT UK. My God. JJ Lee says the hot shot aside, it still felt fair to crown Kai and Raquel after getting screwed. I mean, it was, it was an achievement award is what it was. Well, uh, yeah, here's the thing. You can say they won these fair and square by winning the Dusty Cup. And then they got cheated out of the women's tag titles last week. So here's your own set of, of women's tag titles. Defend them. And, and here, how, here's to a long reign. You don't, you don't do all of that and then book them to lose their first defense an hour later. That doesn't make any sense. Nerguru says this makes Charlotte going there look worse. I mean, they, they just hose them all the time. Steven says, give me Ciampa versus Omega already. <laughs> Yeah, that ain't that ain't gonna happen. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna move. He's got it good there right now. Very, very good there. Oh man, there there was some other stuff that happened. Eo Shirai and Tony Storm killed it. Great finish. NXT women's championship match. Clean finish. Eo right. avoids a diving headbutt, locks in the cross face, and wins. This was dope. Yeah, it was a great match. As as we will, as we almost uniformly say every week, NXT has great in-wing work every week, almost across the board, and and then they just wind up like like go out there and do this stupid thing that we said you have to do yeah. after your great match that you guys came up with yourselves. Because guess what? You probably been working uh, as a professional wrestler for eight to fifteen years. Is it like you're like kids out there? You know what you're doing. You can call a match in the ring if you need to. So go out there and do a great match and then do this stupid thing we told you to do. 
By the way, guys, uh, if you want to see something not stupid in women's wrestling, did an interview with Ashley Vox, who is going to get signed somewhere with all these women's tag team divisions. Uh, she's won half of the C-Star. She was in, she's been in Impact, AEW, Ring of Honor, NWA. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, I, I Yeah, again, I loved that women's match. Uh, Joe Rowland says, I don't watch NXT, but because why invest in these characters when they get buried on the main roster? To another point, where's the European or hardcore title? Are they actually props? Hardcore title was absolutely a prop, but they were able to do stuff like put it on The Undertaker, and it became an interesting story. The European title at times was very much more than a prop. The European title became, like, I remember the first Euro Continental Champions. That was a special thing when, like, D'Lo and Jeff Jarrett and even Kurt Angle were doing that type of thing. Uh, Zach Barber says, will Johnny Ace also be in charge of bringing in women to NXT? If so, we're screwed. I had a thing on FightfulSelect.com today where wrestlers that I spoke with voiced that concern. Um, Injection 2K, I did not miss your super chat. I am getting to it. It is in all capital letters up here. Why didn't they just have Nia and Shayna defend the tag titles against Lana and Naomi on Raw, then had Dakota and Raquel win the title on Wednesday? I don't have an answer for you. They Mm. have had no long-term goals for the women's tag titles for a very long time. And as Evan Wright said, belts for the sake of belts at this point. Absolutely. The the thing with, with the Lana and Naomi deal is they won that tag title shot last uh, uh, last month in that triple threat match. Then there were two other title defenses between winning that and their title shot. And their title shot was on a random Raw, and it wasn't even promoted. Not at like all. Like, the, o- the only time that I found out while watching Raw that the match was even happening was, like, Naomi is coming out doing her entrance. Like, after the break, a tag title match. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Oh, jeez, it's bad. It is promotional malpractice with regularity. And you here, here's the thing that drives me nuts. You'll always hear... Dork say, yeah, they got billion dollar deals. They got billion dollar deals. Imagine what they would have if they made sense and booked a better show. You're telling me they would make that same amount of money and not significantly more if their viewership was around, uh, I don't know, 3 million a week instead of 1.7, 1.8. If we weren't back padding oh my god they bumped up to a 1.9 well good for them that's great it's the most of any show wrestling show on tv it's it's great relatively in cable but you can't tell me that in this pandemic era where AEW's numbers did not nosedive but wwe's did that it, there's not some sort of of relativity there to good show and viewership just happens uh, I actually took my glasses off to call people dorks there because I got to wear these for the next week and a half till I get LASIK. Uh, <laughs> JJ says, I guess the new tag belts weren't done. They had the Dusty Rhodes uh, winner fight for the tag. They shouldn't have done it. They should have said, done it. they should have said, we've got something in store for the winner. Very special. Yes. It worked for Dario Cueto. It'll yeah. work for you guys. <laughs> so true. Uh, we have. Jonathan Grindstaff saying a very happy birthday to Nikita Krylov fan. Always here for my AEW recap with the Dong Lord. Yes, uh, happy birthday to my IRL best friend, Nikita Krylov fan. And congratulations on getting Alex Palowski to unblock you a few months ago. <laughs> because he said to you, what's it matter? Giannis is going to leave. Joke's on him, huh? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Who's yeah. laughing now? No. Pete Dunn beats Jake Atlas's ass. Sometimes you got to do that. Man, this was a really good match, though. It was. Like, there was there was a great sequence. Like the 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 standing moonsault like dropped right into a triangle hold that mm-hmm. he cartwheeled out of. Then a uh, rope run assisted German suplex into a PK. Like that'll happen in the span of like twelve seconds. Like I I'm I would totally be here for another match between these two, but we don't need it. Like this was all to establish Pete Dunne's dominance. And here's the thing that's interesting to me is you have a two night takeover for the first time ever. Like, I mean, according to them, that's just 10 matches, like maybe, maybe eight, but they have an opportunity to get a lot of people on this double night card. I don't know who Pete Dunne's facing, but he's facing somebody and that'll be a fun match. No matter what. Kind of hoping for them and Imperium. Yeah. Just, just fight it out. Uh, this was really good. I love the counter with Rainbow DDT. It yeah, was, it was great. great. Yeah, Bronson Reed, LA Knight, got to be uh, separated. That's setting up their stuff next week. Not really a lot to to go into there. Yeah, true. Tape promo with Imperium. They they want Timothy to join them. Why wouldn't they want him to join them? He rules. Yeah. Uh, Nerd Guru says, "Give me Brian and Dunn based on that promo from Pete." That's a match we're going to see one day, and it's going to be really, really, really good. Yeah. yeah. But in, uh, Timothy Thatcher and Imperium, how you feeling, Alex? I love the tease that's going through right now. Like, there's that great, great moment later where um, Champa comes up and says, "You know what? I don't like. I don't like these guys. They have a boss who, uh, who the general, who gets to like hide across the pond and sends his goons over here to to make stir up trouble. That doesn't seem right to me. Which, of course, is you. you you're not allowed to tease me with with." ideas of a Ciampa versus Walter match and not give it to me. You're just not allowed. So that's happening at some point. But I love that what Ciampa's basically saying, how about you and I go up against them next week? And Thatcher doesn't say a word. He doesn't say yes or no or anything, which is, you know, wonderful to to allow us to to wonder if you're going to have Thatcher turning on Ciampa next week because that could be interesting too. So backstage, we. Uh, by the way, I, I got to give NXT just a ton of credit for Monday Night Raw not having anything on International Women's Day until like the last hour. Yeah, this this was a highlight of the yeah. women on their show. The yeah. opening segment, the tag title match, the EO Raquel segment, the way backstage, mm-hmm. uh, Zaya Lee in action. Yeah. Uh, you, you had the women's championship match. Kudos to NXT yes. for the way that they handled that. Um, Zaya Lee lose. I think she won by DQ. She got hit with a uh, a crutch. Yes. I mean, after the match, uh, Casey attacked Zaya and Boa break broke the crutch. Uh, everybody kind of left. Zach Connor says when Boa was about to hit Casey for a second, I thought Ricochet was going to return and defend her. Might as well. Yeah. I would, I would, what what, what main event doesn't have any matches, guys? What oh. else is Ricochet doing? Like that's not why I say like, like every time that Raw or SmackDown calls up somebody, send somebody down, like yeah. down or across. Like let Ricochet have like a three month run back in NXT where he's a god and is allowed to do stuff that's important. You know why not? Well, I'll tell you why. Because Akira Tozawa ain't gonna wrestle himself on main event. <laughs> He can wrestle Humberto Carrillo. <laughs> he could wrestle himself, but uh, Brian says two night takeover match before May or before Mania can hear Sean streaming profanity from all the way in the future. 
I mean, here's the thing. I love pro wrestling. I could I could think of far worse things that I could be doing to get paid pretty well than covering pro wrestling. I'm very excited for that week. It's just logistically, as Alex and Robert will let you know, it is it's very exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very exhausting, but I'm very excited for it. Um, we had Daniel R saying, "Wanted Dunn versus Lesnar. We'll take Dunn versus Roman." I think I don't know if those visually would look the way that you think they would because then when you see Pete Dunn next to one of those it, it's going to be a lot more jarring than seeing Daniel Bryan next to them I'll say that much um yeah yeah oh boy um so the first three matches tonight ended clean straight up Dunn and Atlas Shirai and Tony and then the tag title match and then we went DQ Zia Lee and Caden Carter and we went to this distraction with Phantasma and the Grizzled Young Vets. I I am so beyond distraction finishes. And this carries into the main event as well. I don't like them. They make people look stupid. Yeah. So stupid. And I know that MSK are the fun-loving guys. Legato Del Phantasma are getting heated up for Brizongo. Because you got to heat them up for Brizongo. But you ain't got to heat up the grizzled young bets for the Dusty Classic winners who beat them. I don't get this booking at all, Alex. No. Um, to me, it, it it looks like you might be doing a thing where we're going to have like a four corners tag match where there are four guys yeah. legal at any at any moment in the ring. And Great. They, so now you, nobody's over. Right. Well, no, but but you, you get you get that. Um, and then the winner of that is going to face on, on the takeover is going to face yeah. uh, Oni and, and Danny. And so oh, you, I, I think we're getting eight man tag next week. The fun lovers. Yes. It's very possible. We're going to get that next week, which might, which might wind up go, going toward my thing, but um, yeah. It, and MSK absolutely deserves their, their title shot, which I think they'll earn by winning some kind of, you know, gatekeeper match in order to get there. I don't, I don't like any of this uh, either. Um, I'm happy to see MSK is back. Because I was worried about the the hand thing for a while, um, yeah, it's weird to also like have um, Legato uh, versus Grizzly Young Vets. Like I was, I was still like, well, this is definitely getting broken up, be- or, or 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 in some weird uh, f finish, because you know you got these two heel heel action heel acts. They're not gonna have them give give us a real match between yeah. them. This is not how they how they do things. But I did love that it that leading into the match was really cleverly plotted out. Of having uh, Santos Escobar having a discussion with William Regal about you're not going to let that guy, that pretender of, of a of a cruiserweight champion, come over here and get on my show talking about how he's the real champion. Yes. And they, hey, uh, boss, our music starting. Go out there, handle it yourself. I'm having a conversation with Mister Regal. I thought Love that was that. all really done. Really there well were done. so many elements of this NXT show that I really enjoyed. Yes, and then it was like these weird booking points that I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's when it becomes raw light. And uh, Evan Wright says, hope they give MSK their own tag belts now. Junior, junior tag belts. That's what they should call them. Oh, man. Don't give me uh, ideas. By, by the way, guys, send a super chat if you want your question or statement read on the air. I see some of you asking in there. Uh, send a super chat and we'll do that. Also, please leave us a thumbs up. It goes a long way. There were a lot of video packages on tonight. Leon Ruff addressing Swerve Scott. You have Zoe Stark. I like this. It's a good way to get people on the show for one or two minutes. Yep. 
This makes a lot of sense to me, Alex. I and NXT is very good at doing them. Yeah, they did. They did a Swerve Scott uh, video uh, last week, which was great. This Leon Ruff one was also very good. Um, they have a match next week. I don't know if that one's going to end clean. That seems like something you might be able to do, like in the middle of night one of the takeover, uh, because it is a kind of a of a grudge match type of thing. Maybe you could do like a uh, hardcore or some kind of a no DQ match or something. Make it make it extra violent. Um, yeah. That could be good. Um, Zoe Stark looks amazing. Like I don't I don't because because she is where she is and because they listen. You introduced these new tag titles. This is this is these tag titles are now your mid card women's title. That's what yes. that's what they are. So I don't know who's going to be Zoe Stark's partner, but I need to have her constantly at least on that level, at least on the women's tag title level. Um, she's so interesting to watch and so great, so talented. Rosalina says Devlin has become a tweener, so I'm ex- interested to see them fight. Yeah. Yeah, Devlin's good in the ring. It's just, you know, reasons. Yeah. Reasons. Yeah. Brandon Charles Powell says, I got to learn to rip my shirt off the way Austin Theory did. You got to do more than learn, probably. <laughs> um, they had that backstage segment. What did you think about that, Alex? The way is great. Like, the, it's uh, honestly, I did not think that that act was going to work. And it, it totally has. Like, it, and I mean, they're obviously setting up Candace and Indy now that they've effectively broken up Dakota and um, uh, now they've effectively broken up Dakota and uh, Raquel. They're obviously setting up uh, Candice and Indy wrestling as, uh, as the, as the first challengers for Ember and Shotzi. We didn't actually talk about that match. Ember and Shotzi had a, had a great match. There was an amazing moment where, where Raquel like just caught the eclipse. Like she said, no, you're not going to do that to me. (laughs) We we tied great. we tied that into to everything else. So yeah, so but, frustrated. But man, again, that was a great great match though. Again, amazing match, great great match, terrible booking, and exactly. that that was that was it. And I saw somebody saying, "Oh, this NXT show wasn't that bad." No, it was. I mean, the wrestling was fantastic. Almost always is. It's, you get your you get your formulaic chain wrestling until the dive outside thing, but you, you know everything after the commercial break. And almost every NXT match is great. Yes. It's just the decision-making is bad. Nerguru says, Zoe Starks and Mercedes destroying people. Sure. Yes. Please. Yes, do this. Let's do that. Yes. Um, Evan Wright says, Devlin does nothing for me. He's got a brick head. I don't know what you can... Oh, my God! <laughs> George Devlin. No. I... He really does look and sound like Finn Balor. He, when he was cutting a promo, I had to look up and say, "Why is Finn Balor talking about Santos Escobar in the Cruiserweight title?" It didn't feel right, but ah, such is life. Josh Cardenas says, "With NHL and ESPN signing a three billion dollar deal, does the Wednesday Night War continue?" Uh, I think that's for half of the deal. Like that's, yeah. it's not for the entirety of the deal. Uh, Daniel says, "WWE AEW Supercard." Please, what matches would you like to see? Reigns and Omega is my tip, tip, top. Like, sure. two of the best booked characters yeah. in the world, period, ever. I want to see at this point now, Britt Baker, Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. or Britt Baker, Bailey, Britt Baker, anybody. I, not necessarily, awesome. yeah. I mean, not not as much Sasha, just because I want to see the promos between sure. Britt and a Bailey sure. and Britt and a, ba- and a Becky, but... Any any that stand out to you guys? 
Adam Cole finally going against Kenny Omega and making right his death is one of them that needs to happen. I would say FTR, MSK, you know, FTR left. There's still some good tag teams to be had in uh, WWE. So FTR could definitely stand for a few dream matches. Everyone, Phoenix versus Ricochet again. Yeah. Like I'm watching on Lucha Underground right now from six years ago. <laughs> JJ Lee says the end of NXT humped, though. I love the match. I did not like the finish, but I love the match. Um, Nerd Guru says, inarguably, Balor's best run, period. You think we get Demon Balor versus Cross? I'll take no. either version because Finn's on fire. I think we should. I think we should. I think, I think, I think we, we should, but I don't think we will. This is a far cry from the Finn Balor we used to cover on Monday Night Raw, Alex, where so true. he was doing kicks that looked like they hurt him a lot worse than they hurt his opponent. Yep. This is good stuff, man. This this match was unreal good. Uh, I do have a big problem with year-long world champion Adam Cole being like, oh, yeah. and then rolling in the ring and getting beaten. I and. I know that there are a lot of people that liked the distraction ending. Kyle O'Reilly did not die. Contrary to some of the, the right. weird fan reports that came out of that show, Adam Cole in kayfabe knew that Kyle O'Reilly was not dead. Right. He was coming back at some point. I think, and I said, somebody said, oh, well, would you rather him lose straight up? Yeah, I would rather him lose a straight up match to a really, really, really good wrestler then have him go, what? Somebody's here? Well, I'm in the middle of a world championship match. I better do literally anything but pay attention to that. Right. I think that looks way worse. It makes somebody look bad. It makes them look dumb. It makes them look not on the mental level of somebody else. Yeah. Yes. All Everything yeah. that you're saying is is correct. Um uh, I'm. I. It's. It's. It's bad. I mean, th- those kind of distraction finishes are bad. Anytime. Anytime a professional wrestler sees another professional wrestler and their reaction is to is look like they've just you know seen magic happen yes. for real and like oh my oh my god what what is this this is a person like I hate it I, I, I it, it should have been a lot more like we saw Finn Balor do to Karrion Cross when he popped yes. up and said what took you so long yeah. Adam Cole should have been like, yeah, and look what I'm about to do. Yeah. Now, see the thing. I, I, you can do a distraction finish that doesn't look as terrible if you have Adam Cole see Kyle O'Reilly coming out and like, what? What are you going to do? Yeah, that's right. Nothing. And get him caught up yelling at Kyle O'Reilly, which Finn Balor takes advantage of. Because I absolutely believe Adam Cole would be would be distracted but not scared of that's very different I, I don't even want that I, I'd rather him grab the ref and say get him out of here get him out of here and then that lead to it I I totally understand it but like if you're if you if you say guys we have to do a distraction finish there are ways of making it better than what they did do Tay Boogie has to tell me this story <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, it's like it's when you're good. playing beer pong and people would try to distract him. Like it doesn't work like I, that. <laughs> look over there. I, I I the one thing I did love was was the the NXT makeup people did a great job. They did this really very subtle coloring around his eyes. He looked pallid and pale. Like yeah. Kyle O'Reilly looked like he hasn't done anything for the past three weeks except sit in a chair in a dark room looking at a blank wall and swearing re- vengeance 
on Adam Cole. Like, hasn't eaten or slept or gone outside. Like, he is a man possessed by his revenge, and I love that. Uh, we have a bunch of super chats. Zach Connor says, I legitimately think Cross and Balor will kick ass, and I hope Kyle versus Cole is an unsanctioned match. Bo- I think both of those matches are going to be good. I'm very interested, Robert, what kind of match that Karrion Cross will have with Balor, because I think it needs to not be that 2015-2016 Bobby Roode style, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. This and is it, takeover. Go balls out. I, I feel like it will be that. 2015 Bobby Roode style. I think this takeover is going to rely a lot on the Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly match. I think they should look, we can skip the formalities. They don't need to have a one-on-one match. It's very clear. They don't like each other. Put them in that cage, put them in the Ambrose asylum that they haven't renamed yet. They need to put them in that cage and just let them fight each other. Cause that's takeover. Uh, Nerd Guru says Teddy or Kevin Owens versus Eddie Kingston would be sick. That would be. I would really love to see the promos associated there. Tay Boogie says Usos and Young Bucks. Oh, hose me down. Yeah, please. Let's do that. Uh, The Burr says the key is Orton. Whoever he retires shows up on AEW. Matt Big Show Christian. Yep. Has it been 90 days since he set fire? Is Bray Rotunda all elite? I hadn't even considered that. You know, at this point, it's crazy, but Edge versus Christian is now an AEW-WWE dream match. Now, yes. now, now, we, now we just have to have Randy Orton retired Chad Gable in two months, like uh, like Scott, like uh, Jack Harwood's talking about on Twitter. Uh, Ann Moss says, first time watching live, the thoughts on AEW Revolution only having one out of nine matches without outside interference. I like AEW giving clean finishes. I hadn't even noticed, but they got to cut that shit out if that's yeah, the case. Yeah, they do. They really do. Because I, I don't want that either. The more I went back and watched ECW, which I'm sure is a huge influence on Mr. Tony Khan, he used to go to their shows, the more I'm like, God damn. Like, I liked this when I was a teenager, but looking at it now, I'm like, come on now. Come on now. Uh, Bezo, send, uh, just type it into the chat, and I'll, I'll take care of it. Rosalina says, I would love to see Cross beat Finn, and that turns him into Demon Balor. Yeah, that it's just, I mean, they're going to get to that fucking rematch somehow. They always do every match three or four times. AEW, NXT, yeah. you can't just do it one time. Karrion like, Cross is gift-wrapped for the main roster. Mm-hmm. Like, he's his gimmick is is perfect for it. He's a goth bully. Like, he's perfect for it. Um, it, he doesn't fit in NXT. Um, so, I mean, I, I I don't see any way you can book a match that makes any sense of Finn Balor beating Karrion Cross clean. But I, I hope I hope like Cross is up on is up on Raw or SmackDown sooner rather than later because that's where he needs to be. Like Vince is going to be completely enamored with guy, that guy for a year and then he'll lose interest in him. I feel like if Cross goes up to the main roster now, they'll run him with whomever the top baby faces, and then he'll quickly fall down the roster because that's just what they're doing to everybody. Finn Balor, though, Finn Balor is good right now. Yes, he's better than what we saw on Raw and SmackDown, but that's not saying much. I think Finn Balor is the perfect example of what NXT is now. Great in the ring. Shitty, shitty promo. I need the demon because I need to see some character back into this guy. 
Uh, Bezo Banks, I'm trying to get your super chat, but you haven't sent it in. Uh, just DM it to me, and we'll get it taken care of this week. Ryan B. Jam says, if that's the case, can we have Orton retire Raw Women's Division? <sighs> There's a few just, of them, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather you just they just book it better. That's that's what I would prefer. Um, my God. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. It would go a long way for us. But, uh, Robert, tell the people what you're up to. You can find me every day on Fightful.com. You can find me on Twitter at Dude Felice. You can find me writing Soldier Boy articles at 2 a.m. because that's what I do now. And, yeah, thank you for the support, and I'm looking forward to it next week because we got, like, what, two Wednesdays left, maybe? Yes, maybe. I mean, here's the thing. I trust Matt men. I've conferred with them on stories in the past. It would make a lot of sense if they moved to Tuesdays. Um, I get the feeling that if we if they do that, we'll probably just keep the Wednesday solo show time slot. We'll we'll definitely do a show for the first NXT. But I mean, l- let me be real, guys. If you all see those NXT takeover review numbers, they ain't too hot. So I'm not that optimistic that uh, a weekly solo show would do good too. Uh, Bezo said it's Women's History Month, so we got to do something historic, guys. That's what it felt like. It just feels pointless, and it takes away from the aura of the original titles. I agree. Part of the aura was they can come to NXT. Right. They they could, and they didn't. Like I like I feel like they they were defended on NXT like twice, three times in the entirety of the, they 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 put them on Bailey and Sasha as the first title holders. They came to NXT and say we're going to come out, come here all the time and defend them, and then they put them on the Iconics, and then shelved the titles for like a year. It was ridiculous. Uh, Joel Pearl says, got it. I'm hosting the Post NXT show. Well, fortunately, our sponsors uh, mandate that somebody <laughs> hosts a show. Uh, Alex, tell the people I, where you can that they can find you. You can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. I host the Sour Graps show on Tuesdays and Saturdays. That might change depending on when schedules are that week of mania might be like me doing yelling into my laptop in at like two in the morning trying to talk about raw and smackdown as well but uh it's a lot of fun uh i'm still trying to get that lemonade sponsor guys i'm dropping an interview with rhett titus on friday uh it might not be one that you stand out and go oh my god i gotta watch this there's so much good stuff in that interview so much good stuff he talks about training with daniel bryan just such good stuff. Denise joined me for the list. Ain't you girl today? We talked about everything. Me and Denise always have great shows. Check out twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Joel and Jeremy are doing such great stuff over there. I've given Joel and Jeremy and that those guys free reign to do watch-alongs whenever they want. Raw, I don't know why, the, why they'd want to, but they've said that they're gonna. So have at it. Have fun. Uh, this weekend looks like a kind of quiet one, but I'm back here for SmackDown. Thank you for all the Super Chats. We do not do a lot of 90-minute Wednesday shows anymore. This is not 2020, but uh, you all were so generous tonight. Thank you. That support means the world to us. Yes. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Uh, and Daniel R. says, I think you missed my Super Chat about Alex being wrong about trades. Well, here's the thing. You don't tell me that I miss them. You put little stars up there, and then I answer them. And and um, no and, and no I'm not. Alex is <laughs> Alex is definitely definitely always wrong about trades. Until always. next time. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.